Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in, in Idaho, in southern Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm on staff with FCA, and our special guest here on Easter weekend is uh, the head coach for the Mountain View Mavericks, the head football coach, Judd Benedict. Judd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it is a special treat to have you on. I know over the years we've tried to get you on, but I know sometimes, you know, of course you teach there at Mountain View and it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to, and you get your coaching so much, it's hard to get time to get away during the, during the day to, to, for a half hour to, to talk, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's no such thing really as, as a flexibility as a teacher and a coach. Um, so this, this time has been strange for me because I'm not used to flexibility. I'm used to my uh, life being on a schedule and operating by bells and it's, it's pretty rigid that way. So it's kind of hard to, to tie, uh, to uh, carve out time, you know, as a teacher and a coach. So, uh, I'm thankful for this opportunity. You bet. And, and how is that going? I, you know, I, I used to teach too. And I, I remember at seven fifty, man, the bell would ring and the, the, I mean, the show had to go. I mean, you had to get this going and how has it been for you and your family in this, this uh, social distancing here and everything that's been going on in our country and our state at your school, how's that going for you and your family? You know, it's, it's been going well, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just so much different. Like it is for everybody else. <clears throat> like I mentioned, I'm, I'm used to operating on a schedule and so are our kids and my wife is a teacher as well. And so we're, we're trying to navigate the flexibility, you know, like, okay, at this moment, should I be working on something school related or can I actually go on a bike ride, you know, around my neighborhood for 20 minutes and, and then come back and check my email or check teams or, or communicate with my fellow teachers, that kind of thing. So um, it's just an adjustment, you know, like it, like it has been for everybody else. Um, I will say this, it, it's nice to be able to have this time to connect with my kids and to, uh, connect with my family. Um, so it's, it's kind of that uh, silver lining, right? That, that hidden blessing uh, that, that you didn't really know or look for and maybe not even recognize in the beginning. But uh, it's been a blessing, I think, to be able to, to spend extra time with my kids and my wife. That's cool. Well, and speaking of, you mentioned biking, you actually got to go, uh, you, you had a, a mountain bike ride this morning, right? Where, yes. How, how far did you go and uh, how, how did how'd that go? You know, I think we ended up going like three or four miles. Um, I, I'm not in tremendous shape right now, so I'm, I'm still kind of working on it. Uh, but my uh, one of my favorite stories when I was a kid was the, the tortoise and the hare. So I, I just kind of keep that in mind, you know, I go my own pace and, and, uh, I'm going to get there when I, when I get there, if I need to stop and catch my breath, uh, I will, but slow and steady wins a race. Wow. That's great. Well, you're, you have been the head coach, head football coach at Mountain View. Um, I know that you were an assistant coach, assistant football coach there at Centennial. 
How many years have you been there at, um, at Mountain View? So I've been there 13 years. This, this next season will be my, my 14th year. Um, and as you said, I, I bounced around a little bit, um, always knowing that I, I wanted to be a head high school football coach. That was my goal uh, when I graduated from college. But, uh, you know, have to work, work my way up. Um, I think sometimes maybe the younger guys that get into the profession now, they, they don't have the same route that some of us did when we first got into coaching. Uh, it's harder to find coaches now. It's harder, um, you know, to find people whose schedule will work. Um, there's not, not as many people. It doesn't seem like going into teaching and coaching in, in the profession. But when I uh, got into it, um, which would have been like 95, 96, um, 96, 97 back in the Valley. Uh, it, there weren't that many schools and there were guys with a lot of experience and they'd put their time in and, and, you know, so you had to work your way in. And for me, it started at, at Lake Hazel. I think I was at, at Lake Hazel, like 96, 97. I was a, a assistant eighth grade heavyweight coach. And the following year, I went to Boise High and was the head uh, sophomore football coach at Boise High for one year. And then uh, Timberline opened up. And so I followed the, the head coach, Rich Gagnon. I followed him over um, to, Boy or to Timberline, excuse me, from Boise High and spent four years at, at Timberline. And then um, Rich retired. And myself and another guy applied for the job, and, and neither one of us got it. He was the offensive coordinator. I was the defensive coordinator. And they went with an outside um, outside source, you know, an outside coach. And so I was kind of looking for something different at that point. And a friend of mine, uh, Scott Wiles, was teaching at Centennial at the time. And he said, hey, um, Lee Newman, um, Lee just told me that um, – looks like we're going to have an art opening at Centennial. And so he said, you could, you could coach linebackers and be an art teacher at Centennial. And so I, I did it, man. It sounded great. Cause at the time um, Centennial was, I mean, they were, that was the school. They were either winning championships or playing in championships just about every year. And so I was really excited to learn from Lee. And so I went to Centennial and I believe I was, there for six years at Centennial as an assistant, um, as a linebackers coach. And then, um, when Mountain View opened up, uh, 2007 was my, my first year at Mountain View. Wow. That's amazing. Time's gone by fast. I know. It, uh, oh boy. <laughs> and, and you've, you've had, a, you've had an incredible career there. I know you guys won the, the state title and the five A's back in 2016. And, uh, you were runner-ups the, the two years before that in 2014 and 2015. But then, you know, I, I know you've had quite a few quarterfinal finishes and semifinal finishes both before the, those years and then, and then since. And I know you've had a lot of kids go on and, and athletes go on and play college football too. Um, man, what a, what a string uh, you guys have had there at Mountain View. How fun. Oh, thank you. It's, it's like anything. If you, you know, you've got good people to work with good administration. Our administration is amazing. It starts at the top and our, our uh, principal is a big proponent and big supporter of athletics. 
um, our athletic director, same thing. And then I've got just some great coaches that have been with me uh, for almost the whole time. And, and that makes a difference, you know, that continuity. Um, and then it allows us to not have to start over every time with culture and philosophy. So um, to be able to work with those same guys that believe the same thing I do, and then we're able to, you know, pass that on to the kids and, and the kids, uh, they just kind of buy into, you know, what we're selling. They're, they're drinking the Kool-Aid at this point. So uh, it's, it's just been a blessing. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned the word culture. I remember, and uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the interview started, but uh, you know, we had gotten known each other somewhere back there in the early, I guess, right when I came on staff with FCA uh, or, I'm not sure if we'd met prior when I was still coaching and teaching at CUNA high school, but um, I remember getting a call from you and um, we, we sat down and I just remember you talking about, Hey, there's this opportunity over at Mountain View and that you were interested in it. And, uh, but you, uh, you, you wanted to do it the right way. And, uh, and you mentioned that word culture. And I remember what, what, what does that mean for you? What in, in, because a lot of people talk about culture, you hear that a lot, you know, uh, that word for you, what is, what is the culture that you really wanted to establish there at Mountain View? Well, for me, uh, culture is, is everything. I, I think that all the other stuff that you do, X's and O's and off season workouts and, you know, game plan, all that kind of stuff. It, it's all secondary to the culture that you establish. And I, I also feel like that there's no shortcut to culture. It takes time to to build that and to establish that. And when I when I talk to you, um, you know, and verbalize that, that that's exactly how I felt. That I wanted to do it the right way, and to me, the the right way um, is a Christian basis. You know, that that's where it comes from. Everything is. Um, it's the gospel in disguise, okay, is what I call it, because it's at a public high school. So there's certain things, <laughs> certain guidelines and things that you have to follow, certain hoops that you have to jump through. But I was going to make it evident um, to the kids, the coaches, and the parents that, you know, it, it was coming from a, a biblical perspective. And, and to me, that's um, doing it the right way. And it's simple, really. I mean, it's simple. It's kind of how I try to live my life. And that's love God and love others. To me, those are the two most important things. And and Jesus verbalized that as well. Uh, when the disciples asked him, you know, what's, what's the greatest command, you know, they wanted to know and, and, you know, how do, how do we do it? How do we get to heaven? How do we earn righteousness? And he was just, he just basically summed it up, you know, love God and love others. And so, that's that's doing it right and and so I had played for a coach in college at PLU Pacific Lutheran University um, his name was Frosty Westering and he was a believer and he since passed away but uh, he was a believer all the coaches on our staff were believers and so they never talked about um, winning championships or winning a conference title or being an all-american they they just talked about loving each other and doing it the right way. And so um, that's what I wanted to do. If I got a job, I wanted to do it like my coaches, like Frosty and and the other assistants at PLU. I wanted to do it like they did it. And that was 
loving kids, putting relationships first, putting people first, and then everything else would take care of itself. And, and we ended up, when I was there, we ended up playing um, in my four years that I played, we played in the national championship three times, yet that was never the focus. We never talked about, you know, we, the words we used and, and we still use now with our program is, hey, guys, we just want to stay together as long as we can. We want to play together, stay together as long as we can. And so what happens, I think, with, with this culture and doing it right is that um, if you teach kids how to love, you show them um, that you love them and how to love each other, man, you you can do, you can move mountains, you know, you can do anything because they would do anything for their teammate, for their brother, for their friend, um, you know, and, and there's guys that, that are, are doing it the right way. I think a guy like Dabo Sweeney, same thing, right? He's, he's trying to build relationships and his culture is based on love and it all comes from the Bible. It's all, it's all biblical and it's the gospel in the sky. So for me, the culture and doing it the right way, that's what that meant. And uh, yes, sometimes I, I can't phrase it exactly like that, but it's really evident, I would think, with our kids and hopefully through uh, myself and some of our other coaches that, that, you know, Christ is the captain of the ship. Man, the gospel in disguise. I love that. Um, I know there's a coach out there at University of Nebraska, Ron Brown, assistant coach, yes. and I both admire him and have watched his career. And I know he talks about a similar kind of concept of parabolizing the gospel like Jesus did with parables, parabolizing yep. that the gospel into your coaching in the public school setting, whether it's public university or public high school. And I, I love that gospel in disguise. Um, well, folks, if you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting with the head football coach at Mountain View High School, Judd Benedict. Um, Judd, I know you played uh, football. It went to high school at Capitol, right? Graduated in 1990. Yes. Played linebacker in high school. Played, and like you mentioned, played linebacker for Pacific Lutheran up there in Tacoma for for Frosty. How did you get started in sports? And uh, and where was that? Where was that at? Yeah. So my dad was a teacher and a coach for 34 years at Hillside. Um, which is a junior high in the Boise school district. And so as a kid, I would go with him all the time to, to practices or I'd go to his games or um, I'd go to, you know, the equipment shed when he was cleaning out the equipment shed or checking out equipment. And so I was around it and I, I saw early on um, the kind of impact he was having on kids and, and how much they loved him and admired him and hey coach, you know, and, and he would, just say the wisest things to him. And, and, you know, I thought, boy, that's really cool. And, you know, I, like a lot of kids, uh, you, you want to be like your dad. Right. And so I got hooked early, I guess, with, with football and, and just loved it. And then my very first optimist coach. Um, so I would say other than my dad's influence, my very first coach in optimist, I played for rainbow real estate. Um, his name was Dan Hardy. And he he called us all men, you know, and we're here we are, we're these fifth graders, you know, and he'd always address us men, you know, and um Dan is a believer as well. And he just man, he made he showed us that he, he loved us. Sometimes it was tough love, but a lot of times it was 
it was just super genuine, you know, and, and he had such a huge heart and treated us all the right way. He wasn't a, a dog cusser. He didn't tear people down. You know, he lifted us up and believed in us. And so <clears throat> that was my first experience and it made me fall in love with football. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I know, Dan. In fact, his nephew and I were college roommates. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, no yeah, way. Dan, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that we had that connection through through Dan. What, what a great guy. What a neat family. Well, Absolutely. You, oh, yeah, it's, that's awesome. How did you come to know the Lord, Judd? So my, my parents are both Christians, uh, as, as are a lot of my family members. And so um, it was just a part of our house. Uh, we went to, to church every Sunday. I was a part of the youth group. Uh, my mom and dad, you know, prayed and, <clears throat> and talked to us openly about Jesus and things like that. And so I would say it, it was always there for me. But, you know, eventually your faith has to become your own, right? And and you've got to make that decision on your own. And so for me, um, Young Life was a huge part of my growing up in high school. We had some great leaders at Capitol at the time that were our Young Life leaders. And um, that was a huge part for me. Um, I always went to a church camp in the summer. Um, it was a Lutheran church, went to a camp up there by Stanley Camp Perkins and so a, a combination of those things were, were feeding into me um, but I would say when I when I definitely you know made that commitment where it was real um, I was probably in um, maybe fifth fifth grade uh, elementary I was uh, at church camp at, at Camp Perkins you know and you you have the last night where you're singing around the campfire and all that kind of stuff and they uh, ask for people to make the commitment and, and say the prayer. And, and, you know, I probably had sometimes when I was younger, just laying in bed as a kid, but probably didn't fully grasp it. And so um, that's when I remember it really having a, a profound impact on me, you know, kind of around the campfire and, and realizing that, hey, this was real to me. This was, uh, my faith is real. Wow, that's, uh, that's a great story. I mean, uh, those those times when you can get away, especially in the beautiful mountains of Idaho and the Sawtooths or up by McCall, I yep. mean, and and get all the distractions and all those you know all those things out of the way to really focus on the Lord and and what he you know his calling on you and absolutely. And, you know, I know that coaching for you, Judd, is a calling. Um, just like you were talking about earlier in terms of culture and, and, and how you wanted to establish that kind of culture at, at Mountain View. And I know you, um, you've been involved with FCA too, with, uh, yes. uh, leading some things there at, at, at Mountain View. And I know you're, you're always there at the FCA, uh, the famous Idaho potato bowl, FCA breakfast. You're always bringing athletes yep. with you or other coaches. You're, you're always bringing other Lincoln arms and bringing people with you and um, tell us a little bit about your involvement with FCA and, and, or, or, and why FCA for you, why, why be involved with the fellowship of Christian athletes? So athletics, I think is a, is a perfect platform um, to share about Jesus because so many times within athletics or, or within a game, 
um, there's so many lessons, you know, that directly apply to life. And, um, and then the way I view it is directly applied to, to Jesus and his teachings. And so um, FCA is, is perfect because it, it links people um, with athletics and Christianity together. It, it links that, um, but it also kind of kicks open doors sometimes where kids maybe wouldn't go to sit in a wooden pew at a church, but man, they love football or they love basketball or they love whatever sport it is. And you know what? They, they respect their coach and Hey, there's, there's something different maybe about my, my coach or that one assistant, you know, I love the way he, he handles kids and, you know, uh, that then kicks that door open and it it provides that opportunity being a teacher and a coach. I, I can tell you that there's so many more opportunities as a coach in athletics to have those conversations and to influence kids' lives uh, as a coach as opposed to being a teacher. It, it just happens so, so much more often as a coach than it would in your classroom. Not saying that that, that can't ever happen, um, but just the nature of it, you know, the time you put in, the, the sweat, you know, the blood, the tears, everything, you know, the, that uh, you go through together with your athletes, it, it just really kicks open that door for some deep conversations and some deep lessons about life, which is a perfect time to, to let your faith shine. And, uh, you know, when I was an assistant at Centennial, um, you know, those early 2000s is when you and I, I think, first first met. And I remember you just sharing resources with me, and I've still been able to, to use those resources. And now I'm able to run um, a couple of studies you know, as a coach with my athletes, uh, and then also with coaches on staff and, and just love the, the FCA Bible because it's, it's got all these great lessons in it where you can tie in the word of God, the gospel, you know, Jesus's conversations with people and his actions and how he served, um, with athletic lessons and, and high school boys, you know, the ones I'm in contact with a lot, they, they love football they love athletics and so it it gives me that opportunity to kind of tie it together and teach about um, life in the bible along with their sport that they love well that's cool i know you have god's given you a lot of influence there with those folks you're talking about the coaches and the football players there so well judd we just have a, a few minutes left but i wanted to ask you um here we are it's easter weekend yeah. And, um, what, what, what for you is, uh, what's special about Easter for you and how is that, how is that form? How is that, has it been any different coming into it this week and, and what's going on in our, our nation and our, our country and our world right now? You know, I, th- I think it's, uh, I think it's God's timing, you know, that, that uh, Easter is happening during this and, it, and it's just, it's odd. It's not how it's supposed to be. It's not how we uh, envisioned it, you know, but so many times God works that way. And so, you know, you're wondering like, Hey, the world needs something right now. People are hurting. They're, they're hurting for relationships. 
there's there's death and sickness. Um, people need answers. They need something to cling on to, some some form of hope. And that's exactly what Easter is. It's it's a message of hope. And you know, so you think about it, you look at it, and you think. <laughs> God probably knows exactly what he's doing. Not, not probably. He does know exactly what he's doing. And, and just maybe, you know, as people are looking and searching um, and asking questions, you know, maybe this is just a perfect opportunity uh, with Easter where, where people will, will tune in somehow, you know, they, their life is certainly slowed down enough where they can, they can actually take the time to open their eyes and their ears and, and maybe see what what God's trying to tell them. And so that hope is something we all need right now as as a country and I mean who knows maybe maybe this is the beginning of a revival, you know? Maybe things are really you know they get so so shook up that that this is God just going, you know what? Nobody was listening. Well, now they are. And now I have your attention and yeah. maybe it's going to just be this giant shakeup and and uh, revival, and and I don't know. Only God knows. But but I can't help but think about things like that. Wow, that's great. I mean, I as you're talking about hope, I I look at you as being a a dealer of hope at at Mountview <laughs> <you>. High School. <laughs> well, I hey, we've got about thirty seconds, but okay. um, I know we you've got some seniors on that football team over there, there, uh, and and seniors in your classes. What kind of encouragement could you give in, in, in less than 30 seconds now <laughs> yeah. to some of those seniors that might be listening? Or maybe maybe there's some parents that are looking for some way to encourage their kid. What what, what would you what have you been saying to your seniors to encourage them? Uh, we just tell them to, to stay plugged in, to keep preparing. You know, all, all you can do at this time is prepare and hope, uh, which which is, you know, Christ's message all along. Prepare. I'm, I'm coming again. So you better be prepared, and that's how we feel about the season. It's it's coming, and and we don't know the timing of it, but be prepared. Well, that's so good. That's so good. Um, well, Judd, thank you so much for taking the time today um, to to be on the show to to share what God's been doing in your life to to share you know the calling He has on you and. Uh, I just uh, always, uh, always love the time we get to spend together, and uh, it's not don't always get to spend a lot of time. But I, I, I sure, man, just what a blessing it's been today to have you on the Heart of the Athlete today. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for the Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.